This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. A legend of the Miami Dolphins, the man himself, who, for some just wouldn't re- respond to my text. Who, who knew he was headed down to Miami? To uh, to be, I guess, an insurance policy for for whatever happened uh, with the quarterback situation down there. Mike Glennon, uh, appreciate your time. Uh, welcome to the Super Bowl, sort of. I guess you're not there, but neither am I. Yeah. Well, when, when did he text me? I can't remember what day was it. I don't what know. Was it? Do you like, remember? All the days run together, man. They all ended I in feel Y. Like it was like a Tuesday morning. I think I was like on the flight down there, <laughs> but nothing had been announced, and I hadn't technically signed. They wanted me to work out, right? And you wanted me to come on to talk about. I don't even remember what it was. Neither do I. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I usually don't just completely ignore someone, but I'm like, I'm going to hold off on this one for a minute because <laughs> I don't want to say I'm signing here and then I don't. So I'm, I'm, you know, now that we're Super Bowl, I'm glad to hop on a show, Adam. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Let let me ask you because to me, I look I look at these two quarterbacks; they're so so different. But I want to look at it from an offense perspective. So take me into a quarterback room, whether or not you've been in either quarterback room before. Take me into a quarterback room with the Philadelphia Eagles and explain. Uh, for maybe most of our listeners don't know, because if I don't know, I assume that most of our listeners also don't know. Well, you know the, the the intricacies of preparing a RPO based offense that Philadelphia is doing. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm far from an expert on RPOs. It's that wasn't I didn't grow up in that right kind of offense. So this younger generation, they they come into the NFL. And sometimes they're teaching it to the NFL coaches because they know it better because they ran it in college. Right. But so with Jalen Hurts, you know, you're running these RPOs and really you can kind of key in on one, really one defender um, when that is called. So if they give you this look, you're, you're going to look at this one defender. And if he goes with a run, then you're going to throw the RPO, the pass behind him. So it's not, overly complex it's really pretty basic stuff now you can do a lot of different things off of it you can run different route combinations um there's different ways to kind of get that defender that you're you're trying to manipulate to do something um so it it, it puts the defense in a bind but yeah in that quarterback room you're probably going to go over the looks you're going to go back and see what other teams did in the rpo game against the chiefs how do they respond who these key players are that you're going to be kind of keying in on on those on those play calls. So, um, really, I imagine in that in that quarterback room, the way Jalen Hurts plays is, hey, we got really good players around you. Take care of the football, be smart with it, and just distribute it to, to AJ Brown, to Devontae Smith, <laughs> Miles Sanders, all these guys, um, and really don't mess it up. It's take care of it and live to see another down, and our, our guys are skilled enough, you are skilled enough, Jalen Hurts, that we can win this game if you take care of the football. Mike Lennon is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Can you run an RPO-based offense if your quarterback is not necessarily a runner? They Didn't they do it at times with Nick Foles? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that. So I feel how it evolved was it used to be all the zone read things. So, you're reading a defensive end. If he crashes and takes the runaway, then you can run it. 
And for someone like myself, that doesn't fit. So what do you do when you're Chip Kelly and you have Nick Foles at quarterback? You no longer have, I don't even know if you had Marcus Mariota yet, but you have a guy like that is, okay, now we're going to read a linebacker. And if he takes away the run, then we're going to throw it behind. So we don't need a quarterback to be athletic. Now there's ways you can kind of combine all three now where you can, you can keep it at the end crashes. And then the next thing you know, you're reading someone else and it it turns into like a triple option. So there's all sorts of of ways this offense has kind of evolved, Um, but you don't need an athletic quarterback to run the RPO game. You just have to have a guy that kind of has a quick release and get the ball out quick, uh, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Yeah. Does it minimize the reads for a quarterback? Does it basically uh, boil it down to, all right, just read this guy. uh, And then uh, my, my, I I guess my other curiosity would be uh, how easy would it be for the defense to disguise uh, what they're doing? Yeah. So a lot of it pre-snap is going to be based on, are they in a one high defense or two high defense? If they're in a two high defense, they always say, you're never wrong handing the ball off. So, um, you know, they might rotate late, but it's okay because at some point we're going to have to beat a defender anyway. There's always going to be one unblocked defender. But now if they load the box and they bring that safety down, now we're probably going to have to read someone. So can the defense disguise it? Yeah, a little bit. But at the same time, if, if a linebacker wants to hold it and try to take away the pass, he can be late on the run. So, um it, it, it makes it tough on those defenders. They got a lot to key in on of whether they kind of go and, and attack the run and, and take the risk. But, you know, not it's not like the linebacker knows it's going to be an RPO. It might be a, a play-action pass. You know, there's there's so much more on their plate that they have to figure out, and a lot of that is they have to be good with their eyes and kind of read the offensive line. Are they pass-setting? Or are they, you know, run blocking? And then they can kind of react after that. Mike Lennon is joining us here. The Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. It's the Philadelphia Eagles who are favored over the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is a uh, generational quarterback, it seems. Uh, A couple of MVPs, a 50-touchdown pass season. And I believe in the Super Bowl for the third time already. Uh, When you look at that offense... How much of that is Andy Reid just design, and how much of that is Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, painting on a uh, almost on a blank canvas? It's it's a little bit of both, and it's funny you ask that because in my short time down there in Miami, I asked Tyreek Hill about that. I asked, "What is Andy Reid dialing these plays up, or is it Mahomes, or what is it?" And he said, "It's both." He said, "Andy Reid can can draw them up as good as anyone," but he said. Patrick Mahomes will literally be like drawing up plays on the other field in practice when, when the defense is going and be like, why don't we put this in? He, he said he's <laughs> over there with like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek just coming up with stuff. And when they ran that little ring around the Rosie, Jeez. <laughs> it, this conversation happened like two days before they did the little ring around the Rosie. So I went to Tyreek. I said, let me guess. They came up with that on the other field. He goes, without a doubt, that's what happened. So <laughs> it, it works both ways. And, I can just imagine how much fun it must be to be Patrick Mahomes to play like that in the NFL where he's essentially playing backyard football and that dominant. I mean, it is so hard to, to be successful in the NFL, and he makes it look easy. So he's, a, like you said, a generational talent, and he's paired up with a, you know, a generational play caller as well. So it really is a perfect storm for them in Kansas City. Is their offense 
super complicated to learn or uh, does it just come down to, look, I know what my options are on each play? I've never been in that Andy Reid offense, so I don't know. Um, My guess is it's probably not overly complicated. Now they do do a ton of shifts and motions, but I think they kind of run their base plays. They'll, They'll game plan a few plays where they'll, you know, create some new ones for that that given week against that particular defense. But then I think they just make it look different to the defense. So they're going to, you know, formationally draw it up different, add a shift, add a motion, what have you, and, and make, it, make it look different to the defense. But at the end of the day, they're just kind of running their base plays, and then they're going to sprinkle in a few of these kind of really creative plays that Andy Reid sees something in the defense that, that he wants to exploit. So that's my guess. Again, never been in, been in the offense, but from watching it from afar, that's what it looks like. What's the key to stopping the Chiefs? Is it basically stopping Travis Kelsey, or uh, is there some other factor? Yeah, I mean... Adam Golden studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888 0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I think the number one thing you do is want to you want to not let Travis Kelsey beat you just because he's the best skill player. But at the end of the day, I mean, teams have tried all different things to stop Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and I don't think there's a, there's a clear answer yet on how to do it. He's just that good. So, um, you know, you're going to want to get pressure, obviously, and um, Eagles defense. I believe has the most sacks in the NFL and four guys with double really digit. Good. Yeah. Four guys with double digit sacks. It's amazing. Right. So, I mean that, that you saw what happened a few years ago in the Super Bowl against the Bucks when, when Mahomes was on his back, you know, it felt like all game. So right. if there is one way, I mean, I, I do think that the Eagles have the personnel to do it because scheme wise, it, it's hard to just scheme it up against him because he just finds a way to, to get it done. No matter what you throw at him. And the, uh, the the converse would be, what, how, what's the, the key to stopping the Eagles? Because they do so many good things, and it seems like they can run the ball on anybody. Uh, yeah. They, to me, have the best roster in the NFL, and, and there's no, again, great way to scheme them up because if you go in and to stop the run, then they got the guys on the outside to beat you, and if, if you just sit back in coverage, they can run it. So, to me, Philly is a better team uh, roster-wise, but the other side has the best football player on the planet and Patrick Mahomes. So it, it is really going to be a toss-up to me um, of which way this can go. Do you, do you want to make a pick? Yeah, I'll go. I, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I, I just think that they have the better team, the better roster, and um, Patrick Mahomes at any given day could definitely win it. But I just think that the roster is way better with the Eagles. And uh, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to go in the close one, though. I'm going to go 34 to 31 Philly. 34 31 Philly. So uh, that's uh, that would be uh, Philly to cover and the over if people are listening and paying attention to those types of things. What's the over under? 
I uh, believe it's 51. Okay. Oh, I'm pretty high over. Yeah, I mean, it. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the final score. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. well, first of all, before I let you go, your, uh, your work with Gilio in the Pack Therapy podcast was outstanding. And I love your work, your, uh, your video work uh, with the Wolfpack. Yeah. That stuff's great. Yeah, thank you. Thank a, you. I appreciate it. A future, uh, a future TV analyst, Mike Glennon. Uh, appreciate- right, we need more bald people in the industry. <laughs> uh, some people would say we already have too many, but you're, you're going places, my friend. Uh, I'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Thank you very much. Take All care. Right. Have a good one.